What's up, guys? Welcome to another edition of the NBA Finals Pod. <laughs> another edition of the Current Era Pod, guys. Uh, we 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 had to discuss the NBA Finals, guys. We just had to. Another great game between the Celtics and the Warriors. We're gonna talk what we saw in Game Four, what we've seen from individual players, and what we expect in Game Five. Who wins the series? So on and so forth. It's a really great pod. Javar is back. We're gonna deep dive into everything, give you our pro analysis, and you're gonna love it because uh, I know you love these NBA pods. Uh, if you listen to the pod, guys, please hit that subscribe button. It really helps the pod grow. Listen to every single episode that I drop Mondays and Fridays. And that's it. Let's go ahead and get right to the episode. All right, and we are back again way sooner than we thought we would be. But, Javar, welcome back to the show, man. There's too much too much going on in my head. I had to discuss what I saw in Game 4 of the NBA Finals. How are you? What's going on? I know you're excited. Let's do it. Yeah, I am excited. Um, I, I, I admit, though, I am surprised. I didn't expect to be doing a pod so soon either. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, um, there's a lot to talk about. Game four was incredible. Um, and this is just the series has been back and forth. It's been an incredible series mm-hmm. from an objective standpoint. Uh, so it's been everything that, you know, we've been wanted to be. Yeah, man, I totally agree. Um, first of all, I would just like to go over. <laughs> The last pod we did, we're sort of like, for, I, I, full transparency. Obviously, when we're, we're recording it, you know, I'm putting it out and editing it. I'm not fully listening to every single word that I'm saying. Um, but obviously, I do once I actually listen to the pod, once it's out. And I listened to it in its entirety for the first time, maybe an hour ago before we started recording. And holy shit, I was like, I, I sounded like a depressed Warriors fan. Like, <laughs> I said, it's <laughs> over. Like, I don't know what the Warriors are going to do. Da, 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 da. And here we are with the series tied up 2-2. Uh, the Warriors looking better than ever. It, it's so crazy how games can change from game to game. And um, you know that, that's something we'll get into. But um, before we talk about individual player performance, I do want to get into just your overall thoughts on what you saw out of game four. Because both of us had, I mean, both of us picked the Warriors to win. But they showed me something last night. So give me your opinion on what you saw and if, the, if, if they showed you anything. Um, I mean, they've been battling. I mean, I, I feel like for the most part, how everybody's been playing is how they've been playing most of this series. Um, it just so happened, like kind of what I was saying is that they might need Steph to try to get 40 uh, mm-hmm. to, to win. And that's pretty much what happened because he's, he's been proven to be like how the Celtics are defending him. Like it's, it's basically they're forcing him to beat them. Yeah. Like, so he's got to do it. Uh, and then it's not <laughs> like it's, it's not like it's, it's, it's it's easy like they're giving him open shots but just how they're playing him um with the windows that he has he's he's gonna have like like and uh, like he's gonna be up to him getting shots up and, and small windows and take it to the basket being aggressive and just being a, a you know a score in the in the one-on-one and he's been able to do that and he's stepped it up even more with higher volume so that's what i was hoping for and the rest of the guys held the line i kind of thought draymond was gonna play better but it was surprising that he still had another bad game. That just goes to show maybe that's just a bad series for him, a bad matchup for him. Um, I disagree. And I'm also we'll, surprised. We'll discuss. I'm also surprised that uh, that Tatum's still struggling. I wonder mm-hmm. if he's like hurt or something because he's been bad, man. Like it's it's like, like Steph's averaging more points per game than Tatum's field goal percentage. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, just to give my my takeaways from from this game, um, um, obviously Steph went crazy. I mean, forty three points, uh, fourteen points in the fourth quarter, got them going. Was hitting big shot after big shot. 
Um, one of your critiques of him was that, you know, what, or I'll say what we talked about in the previous pod was he hadn't really had that NBA finals moment. Well, damn it. If last night wasn't one, then I don't know what is. Mm-hmm. Um, just what a what a game by Steph, man. It's just seven to fourteen from three. Like I don't know if the Celtics know this, but he's shooting fifty percent from the field and forty nine percent from the three. Um, That's crazy. And he, he's averaging what thirty four points. Get. Like they've got to do something. Uh, like this this this, this drop coverage one on one leaving Horford and Williams to to their devices out there. It ain't working. Um, but. I mean, I'll ask you. I'll ask you a more detailed question about that later because I'm really interested in in your perspective on their coverages. But um, I, I I really like how how good Clay was, especially in the second half. I think Jordan Poole came in and gave them some really great minutes when Steph was off the floor. And Draymond, man, like I, I think Draymond played really well in this game. Uh, obviously, offensively, he wasn't the best, but he got a lot of good deflections. He got a key offensive rebounds. Um, and of course, we're going to talk about Andrew Wiggins, but. Just a just just an overall great game by the Warriors. Um, it, it's so weird. Like after Game Three, I, I had completely changed my mind about the series. Like I just I just couldn't comprehend what the Warriors could do to possibly compete because they got bullied inside. They got bullied on the boards. And watching the game uh, two nights ago, it, it kind of felt like more the same. Like I, I I think I even stated as I was watching the game, it kind of felt like the Warriors were getting bullied inside and bullied on on the glass, but. When you look at the stats, it's it's the opposite, man. Like they they have more points in the paint and they out rebounded them fifty five to forty two. Like it's crazy how they just did a one eighty like that. Um, yeah, I mean, like it was it was definitely some team gang rebounding. Um, yeah, because it, and and you got to chalk it up to the defense. Um, yep. The, 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 you know, the defense forced the Celtics to shoot such a low percentage under forty percent again. Um, I mean, that's been the Celtics' main problem this series is their offense is. Is been horrible. Um, they just have yeah. are struggling to score. I mean, so give credits to the Warriors' defense, I guess, um, mm-hmm. as much as you can, um, because yeah, like they're struggling all series long. So, so I mean, really, that's that's that was the difference in the game to me. Um, mm-hmm. um, and and that's why I, you know, like let me retract and say, Draymond didn't. I'm not going to say he had a bad game, but like I was surprised that. He wasn't still more aggressive with the ball and trying to score. He still looked like like something like some kind of mental issue, mental block, or or, or he's in, he's in his head. He's just worried that Barbaroons is going to block him again. He's getting blocked like all series, mm-hmm. um, and so he's just not even looking to score. So that's what I meant by that. But he was still okay. impactful defensively and on the boards and playmaking, doing his normal thing. So yeah, I'm yeah. not going to say he had a bad game. I just I just thought he looked to looked to score a little more. But, so. Um, let me real quick. Let me ask you: What are you expecting from Draymond offensively? Because I mean, historically, this is kind of who he is. I mean, don't get me wrong. Two points on one of seven. Okay, that's that's bad offensively. But are we expecting him to average more than like ten points a game in this series? I mean, no. I mean, just just be a bit a bit a little bit more of a threat, so they're not ignoring you. Like, just have okay. a little spurt here and there where you take it to the basket or you know mm-hmm. do a floater. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Shoot, you totally know, agree. You know, shoot, shoot, shoot the open shots, which you know he was doing it. He was shooting his open threes a little bit, mm-hmm. but because I mean, you don't missing. really want you don't want Draymond taking you know 10, 12, 15 shots. You know what I'm saying? No. He's not a good <laughs> offensive player, but you want him to be a threat out there. You know, okay. At least look look to look to be aggressive, trying to score at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's all. I totally and, agree. And maybe it's just an athleticism deficit here, and maybe that's I mean one big adjustment that Steve Kerr did is he started. Um, Otto Porter. Otto so Porter. He, he 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 split Looney and Draymond 
So one of them was always in the floor because Looney has been awesome for these guys, man. He's almost yep. like he's he's absorbed and learned a lot from Draymond to where he can kind of hold down the defense a little bit, like as far as like communicating and doing what he can. And he sets mm-hmm. great screens that I think helps Steph get open too. That I think mm-hmm. maybe maybe because he's a bit a little bit bigger, he's, his screens are more effective than Draymond's. Um, and I think having the the one big lineup for the Warriors. Uh, Perfect. Have, having a guy like Otto Porter, yeah. Now Robert Woods and Al, Al Harper, whoever is guarding Otto Porter, they have to be cautious of this guy. Even though he didn't really, he didn't make much impact. He didn't make any shots, but just him as a threat. He's a forty percent three point shooter for like his career. So you know he yep. can make an open shot. You can't leave this guy open. So they're mm-hmm. going to be worried about him as opposed to like a Draymond and a Looney uh, clogging up the paint. So that I think helped the defense. I think that helped free up Steph. I think it helped free up guys like uh, Draymond. I mean uh, Looney. Uh, mm-hmm. Clay, Wiggins, Clay, Poole. Wiggins had some nice drives. Yeah, pool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think that was a huge adjustment. And um, you know, Looney was very impactful again in his minutes off the bench. And you know, <laughs> do you want to talk about the the benching that? Uh, yeah. The Drake. The, I mean, you were we were insane in the game. Like after the first half, um, you know, Draymond. Well, I think in the middle of the second quarter, I was saying Draymond. You know, he might just be a liability. Maybe it's like mm-hmm. seven in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, he was just playing so bad when they were when he was in the court. When they were off, when he was off the court, they looked just a little bit more free with Looney out there. And I was just like, I was, I don't know, it was, it was tough to see. Um, and I think that was the whole reason why Steve Kerr did the split. Like he was, it was he was already making chess moves when his lineup changed there. So it's props to him for that. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, it just looked like the Celtics. I don't know, like something Horford. You just really see his age, man. Like in these games where it's only like every other day, he he doesn't play well. Like he he needs those those two day breaks. He might have a good game actually in game five because there's a little bit more rest. Maybe just as the series going on, he's wearing down. But like he's not married. He's not making much more of an impact after like game one, really. To be honest, other than mm-hmm. a few spurts here and there. Robert Williams. I mean, he's only so, so much minutes he can play. So yeah. when you take away the Celtics' size, that's uh, you know by 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 the Warriors going small more if they were playing one big more often they were able to rebound and make the difference and you know mm-hmm. obviously steve kerr he must have just made an emphasis like guys we have to rebound with the box out we have to attack the glass yeah um and you just saw the difference i mean wiggins was a madman mm-hmm. on the boards especially yep. in the clutch like he was he had some huge offensive rebounds and putbacks yeah 16 rebounds total for andrew wiggins and one thing i do want to touch on is is steve kerr making that adjustment not just in the starting lineup um i mean something out uh Kevon Looney for Otto Porter Jr., which, which I, which I, I mean, obviously, like you said, like it, it frees up the Warriors to play more, uh, to play, play more of that five out basketball, um, but also it it kind of allowed Looney to play more minutes. Oddly, like he, he played what twenty eight minutes in in this game uh, off the bench. He played more than Otto Porter, um, and he he actually subbed in very quick, and um, you know. Uh, it, I mean, Looney, Looney, Draymond, Wiggins, and Steph, man, they, they, they just did an awesome job of rebounding. Like, uh, yeah, props to Steph getting in there with 10 rebounds. Yeah, he had 10, 10 total rebounds. It, like I said, man, like watching the game, I couldn't really tell that they were like out rebounding the Celtics so bad. But once I, once I started looking at the box score, I was like, wow, like they're killing them on the boards. I mean, just, just like the Celtics killed them on the boards in game three. So it, it's, the, it's so interesting. The Celtics look tired, man. I don't know. Like, they were just they were they were I think the Warriors pace and like maybe being able to play a little bit more guys and have a little bit more rest is starting to show in the series because the Celtics, I mean, they have had all these long seven game series, all these battles and stuff. But yeah, 
some of these guys, they just started to wear down and look tired and not been able to hold up. And they've been playing big minutes. I mean, like, again, I don't know what kid you can attribute Tatum to. Right. He's getting tough defense, but this isn't the first time he's played. I mean, you're going to tell me Andrew Wiggins is the best defense, the best defender that Tatum's faced in the playoffs? <laughs> I mean, no, I'm just, I know it's not just Andrew Wiggins. Obviously, it's the Warriors collective defense. But, mm-hmm. um, well, I mean, there is that stat that Tatum does have the lowest percentage against Andrew Wiggins. And one thing I've noticed in their matchup is that Tatum is shooting a lot more threes against Wiggins than he is against anybody else. Yeah, he can't really um, get to the basket against them. Yeah, he, he first of all, he can't blow by him, and he he's not stronger than him. Like, I, I don't know if you've seen Tatum try to back him down, but, like, Andrew Wiggins is not moving. Like, this dude's yeah. like, okay, you, you, you're going to have to shoot over top of me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if if, if, if Tatum is going to consistently make that, hey, bro, it is what it is, you know, you're a beast. But that's 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 just that's just so tough. That's just so, so tough. So shout out to Andrew Wiggins, man. It seems like Brown actually makes more of those type of shots than Tatum's been. Mm-hmm. Brown's but, been making. I mean, it feels like almost like I'd be surprised at any game how his his Prince uh, Brown's percentages aren't that impressive because when I'm watching the game, it's like man, this dude's making all these hard shots. Well, one thing the Celtics have got to do is they they've got to figure out a better like late game strategy than give it to Tatum, let's hunt for a mismatch and let's get him to work because in game four that's all they were doing. Um, and like you said, like I don't know if they were just tired. Or if, if Tatum's shoulder is really bothering him, but he, he again in this game he was missing a lot of layups, um, a, a lot of easy mid range. Like I, I think his three point percentage is better than his mid range percentage, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I I'm not sure. Like I mean, so I, now I, like where where are we at with this series? I mean, yeah. Or the Celtics. I mean, last last game it felt like the Celtics might have the better team, and and, and even right. in this game it kind of felt like. They were kind of, I don't know, like it still had most of the advantage until really until the, the Warriors took it away in like the last couple minutes. Right. Like they didn't really the Warriors didn't grab hold of the game until like the last three or four minutes of the game. Yeah. And it's they were behind most of the game. So it's so like, interesting. Um, Clay, again, man, shout out to Clay. He had big three. Steph was just unstoppable. Um I don't. It's it's so funny because like you know after game three I, I thought it was over like I was like Boston's gonna win like it could be in five at this point like I don't know what the Warriors are gonna do but then they came out and Draymond didn't even play well like one thing I said was like I feel like all three of them Steph Clay and Draymond have to collectively have a great game now Steph and Clay well Steph had a great game Clay had a good game and I personally thought Draymond had a good game on the defensive end only. But I was say, uh, Clay, he's still struggling. Clay actually had a really good game defensively in like yeah. fourth quarter and crunch down. He he did a good job guarding Brown mm-hmm. and uh, doing his thing and, and holding up. So yeah, he he's he's been progressing a bit defensively too. He's been digging deep. Yeah, and he he had some big threes, man. He was four out of ten from three. I mean, come on, man. Like what what more can you want from him? But before we get kind of like too deep into game five, I want to talk about what you've seen from certain individuals in this playoff series. And I want to start with Steph just because, you know, obviously I think that he's going to be the finals MVP. Um, I, I mean, I, well, if they win the series, I mean, he's averaging 30 on 50, 50, 50, God damn it. <laughs> like it was just, just nuts. There's uh, some or, buzz that he may be, you know, win or lose if it goes to game seven. That's great. Like some guys, some people might vote him win or lose. That's great. That much better. Like the best player in the series. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't even think it's like in doubt. Like this, this dude is so great, man. I'm, I'm just, I, I'm like in love w- w- with his game, and 
one of the things that I love to watch about Steph is like when he shoots, he knows it's going in. Like he knows like before before it, it even like touches the rim, he's like, all right, that's good. I'm gonna start running back. Like it's it's just crazy, man. Like he's 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 so fun to watch. He's so good. Uh, he's he's been dominant this entire series, which you know he he, he had a little quote unquote foot injury in game three, which I thought was gonna hold him back. It didn't. Um, yeah, I, I like we didn't the, really talk about that. Like that was, I mean, that was concerning. I mean, that that's yeah. what that was kind of the story in between the game. It was like, okay, well, how was Steph feeling? But he shot it down, and mm-hmm. it didn't wasn't really apparent at all. I don't think it looked like nope. he was favoring his foot or hobbled at all. Right? Did you see? Not anything? at all. Not at all. And I, I watched the finals media availability today, Sunday, as we record this. And uh, a reporter asked him how he's feeling. Did you get any treatment? He said no. It's a non-issue. So. Um, it looks like maybe we were just blowing it out of proportion, like because he looked bad and he, he limped off the court. But yeah, he looked uh, like he's in loud pain when it happened. So. Yeah, so I mean, he, he seems to be fine. But look, give me your perspective on what you've seen from Steph, and we'll kind of go down the list a- after we talk about Steph. I mean, look, I, anything uh, it, we, we can give him all the superlatives. We obviously anybody with eyes can tell he's been fantastic. I mean, I think it's we take for granted. I mean, are you still surprised that? The degree of difficulty of shots this guy makes, or you just kind of expect him to make it when he shit when he gets it up. It's every crazy, time, bro. Every, t- every single time, you just expect it, even if it's like a guy all in his face and a guy behind him, too. You know, yeah. he, he barely gets his extension on his arm. You still expect him to go in every time, or what? Basically, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> which is which is why I don't know I why agree. the hell the Celtics so are playing him like this. Yeah, yeah. Well, what wh- what would you do? You would you would you would just trap him every time? Well, I mean, okay, so look. This is this in I guess we just go ahead and get into it, whatever. This this is what I would do if I was the Celtics. I'm taking the ball out of Steph's hands completely. Um, which, you know, that's that, that's something that teams have tried to do in the past, but they've got burned because, you know, they have Clay, they have Poole, they have Draymond, they have Wiggins, they have, you know, who who else that can shoot the ball? But um the the Warriors are the most dangerous, in my opinion, when Draymond is distributing the ball. Which is what, which is what you know, the Celtics have basically tried to stop this entire series. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, I, I, I guess you could make an argument that Draymond has been taken co- completely out of the series offensively, um, which you know, in turn, uh, made made Clay get out to a, a a slow start, made Poole and whoever else get out to a slow start because he's a big part of of distributing to those guys and giving those guys confidence, but. Bro, like Steph is shooting so well, like percentage wise, you can't just continue to give him these looks. Like you, you, you just can't. Uh, that's that. That's my opinion. But, but how I mean, how long can you run around double teaming him and, and 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 denying him and trapping him up like that? It's going to take incredible amount of injury. These guys are already I'm like so. And so, how are they going to apply pressure to the rest of the matchups doing that? That's that takes a full team job every while he's running around. Everybody needs to be focused on him. So like, like this yeah. is a like so you just that's really disrespecting the rest of his teammates. Like you don't think they well, dominate the game play like that for the whole game. OK, so this is what I would do again. If I was the Celtics, I would uh, start Derek White and I would take either Robert Williams or uh, Horford and put one of them on the bench. I would probably start Horford just because I don't know if Williams is mobile enough to do what I'm trying to do. But um yeah, like I would anytime they do a pick and roll, I'm I'm trapping the pick and roll. I'm I'm taking the ball out of Steph's hands. I'm making him make a decision. You you can pass to Draymond, pass to Wiggins, pass to Clay, and let them beat me. Because 
we've seen four straight games of okay, I'm, I'm going to lock up the others, and I'm going to I'm going to see if Steph can beat me. And uh, but, damn it, but, it's but, not but, working. But, why, why do you say it's not working? They've won two games like this. I, I don't think I don't think the defense is necessarily the problem. I think they need to be able to score. Like mm-hmm. the, the the reason they lost is because they they're shooting thirty some percent on their in, the, in a couple games. So you don't think that if they could, bro? Like okay, okay. I I, I guess my reasoning behind it is is because Steph. Steph is is such a good shooter. They're giving him practice shots. Like he 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 literally practices these shots. So like this this isn't like your ordinary good shooter. Like <laughs> this isn't like Paul George or Kawhi or, or 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 LeBron or who whoever else. Like this this is the greatest shooter ever. And they're 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 gifting him clean looks. I just personally but I'm saying, bro, like I, I just look, don't like it. If he's determined to to be aggressive Trapping him, I mean, and doing and getting the ball in his hand, doing all that, he's gonna, he's still gonna be determined to, to score. So, I mean, even if he gets his twenty three to twenty five points a game, and you're doing the most to get to keep the ball in his hand, he, it's gonna be incredibly effective because the rest of his teammates go eat. Man, Jordan Poole is on, on basically like one on one blast with like no rim protection because you run, <laughs> you got the the guys trapping stuff on the screen, mm-hmm. um, or, or or Draymond or Gary Payton second, you know, attacking that four on three, mm-hmm. uh, like that. That would just be devastating. So, like, they don't want to do that and open that up and and, and let Steph have the chalk chance of like catching fire for a five minute stretch, you know, because the defense is is relaxed or you know, bench units, you know, messing up or something like that. Like, it's gonna happen. All the teams have tried this, and mm-hmm. I just I, I think this just I think really when it comes down to it, their defense, their point, the opponents' points per game. You look at it from the Celtic side. Is at a reasonable level. Like, yes, yeah, Steph is killing you, but like as a whole, as an aggregate, the team is not killing you. Like. The, the, you can you can win with what the Warriors are scoring. It's just your offense has been putrid. Like they, you can only worry about so many things when you're looking at adjustments. I think the offense is like alarming, and they need to like find ways to get easier buckets. Okay, I think I think in my opinion. So I, I, if I were the Celtics, I would just be like you know just try, hand it to him. If, he, if he's going to shoot fifty percent and fifty from three the whole series, I mean. Nobody's ever done that before. Like, so you just kind of, it is what it is. It's not like they're, I don't think these are practice shots, honestly. I think, like, yeah, these are, um, you know, the, the bigs are dropping back and he gets like a, some space, but like the, the Celtics guys are guarding, they're coming off, they're fighting through these screens like pretty aggressively. So it's not like he's just got an opening and, you know, three seconds to get a shut off. This is like, you know, very small windows to get these shots and he's, you know, he's just unbelievable. So, like I said, this is a different type of guy. But if this, if he's going to kill you like this all series, but, uh, you know, it's not like the Warriors are, like, blowing you out. And, like, clearly there's still a competitive series. I don't think that's necessarily the problem. I, if you change okay. too much, it, like, you can just start having a leaky ship and, and, like, everything. It might, it might, you know, you don't know what the effect might be. So, I just don't think that that's, that's where they need to go. Maybe change it up from time to time. Like, in crunch time, you don't want him to kill you or when he gets hot. Mm-hmm. But, um. I think I think yeah I think they're fine with that. Well, look to your point. Um, they and, tried- look is Steph is Steph going to continue? I mean, I don't see why not. I'm rooting, I, I think he could, but like you also got to say, is this guy going to continue to shoot like this and kill you like this the whole series? Is, I mean, and look, he might have to put up forty to win these games. He gonna get put up forty to win two more games? It could happen. He's Stephen Curry. Think, he's, like, he's the greatest yeah, shooter ever. Well, I mean, he's gonna have to do it. I mean, I think okay. so. Okay, <laughs> and, and I think he can, and I think this is going to be great for him. Uh, I think this is this is lined up great for him. He's got a shot. Okay, 
let's let's move on to the next guy. I want to talk about Clay Thompson. Uh, Clay Clay started off struggling a little bit in the first two games at Chase Center, uh, but in game three he brought it twenty five points on really good efficiency. Game four we just talked about how he brought it four of ten out of three, really good defensively. What have you seen from Clay, man? It looks like he's getting better and better. Like he's 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 clearly been you know. Uh, you know, finding adjustments, looking at take th- looking at things to get his shots off, and and when he gets his shot off, he, he's he's you know got his foot set, and he's, he's you know just looking better, just knocking him down, especially uh, in in seems like as the games go on, like he's been starting mm-hmm. he's been kind of rough in the first half, but um, he's getting better as like second and third quarter and fourth quarter. Uh, and like I, I think I said on the last pod, I mean I, I got it seems like Clay shows up when you need him, yeah, like, d- as deeper as the series goes on, or like you know in must win games, so. That bodes well for the Warriors there. Um, yeah, and he's looking better defensively too. He's finding ways to be more impactful with his with his strength and you know his size. He's still you know he might not have the same lateral quickness uh, that he used to be, but he's still six seven with yep. good length and you know strength. So and and, and and IQ. So yeah, you know uh, he's making more of an impact there. And like I said, I think he's getting better. Like I, I was very alarmed with how he started this series. So <laughs> it's, it's good yeah, to see him waking up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, man, I, I I totally agree. Um, I I love what Clay has been doing. Um, it, it it's very easy, especially in the NBA Finals, after you've gone through what he's gone through in the past three years, to get discouraged and to to not hunt hunt his shots, you know, in in his own words, and to to just kind of you know to just only focus on one thing like defense. But Cl- one thing Clay is gonna do is he gonna shoot that ball. Clay does not <laughs> care. Like Clay is a gunner, so he he is going to shoot and he he he's he's gonna get his shots up. Which, which, like, I'm, I'm, I'm like learning to love about him because if, if Clay's aggressive, um, and I think one thing he's learned uh, from the first two games versus the past two games is that he, he's learning that if he can put the ball on the floor a little bit and kind of, you know, or, or like get to his post game, uh, the Celtics defense isn't really ready for that. Like, yeah. you can tell they're kind of like their 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 whole game plan is just to run them off the three point line, and then after right. that they're and, just and, like, uh, uh, uh. and, so and defend like, at, like actually at the rim. They don't expect yeah. his like turn around, you know, fade away, yeah, eight, eight foot shot fade away, nope. yeah. Like they, they're not expecting to defend that. Yeah. He's that's butter. So yeah, exactly. That's money every time. Yeah. So is Jordan Poole, by the way, and also in the yes. mid range, which is important. those are good shots for those guys. Yeah, totally agree, man. Um, yeah, like I think people forget that 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 Clay. Is it just a spot up shooter? Um, like obviously, you know, he's he's uh one of the greatest shooters ever as well, but um he can still put it on the floor and, and blow by you or or get to his spot and create separation or whatever the case may be. So um I, I I love that he's been doing that in these past two games. So I'm interested to see what he's gonna do in a uh, game five. Let's talk about Draymond Green. Um he's been one of the biggest stories because he does his podcast and because he's Draymond Green and triple single and blah 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 blah. Give me your thoughts on what you've seen out of him throughout these first four games. Not not just game four, but these first four games and how you think he's played. Um, like I think we talked about before, um, he he did not look great um, in most of the games. Like I, I say, in what game two he had a a, a good game in, in San Francisco, but like yeah. most of the series, he's, he's kind of been you know struggling at least offensively uh, to mm-hmm. make an impact. Um, now, at least in game four, um, he did get, get some assists, some dribble handoffs, and, and, and passing the, like guys like Looney and stuff and dump offs, and, and just you know he he's always looking to pass, and that's okay. It works. It's two points if it works, but 
sometimes I think the defense is expecting him to pass and they're just not even guarding him when he's coming down the lane. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, you know, th- that's that's what I was talking about earlier. It'd just be nice if he would just look at just taking that float or at least getting up up, up the rim and, um, you know, or, or looking at that. I was going to say the lot, but, you know, they don't really have the vertical advantage at all in the series. So, nope. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, and I just wonder, like, where did his confidence go, like, offensively? It just seemed like ever since KD joined the Warriors, he just stopped, like, practicing or caring about scoring. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, uh, in any kind of way offensively, like, it's, it's just either spot up shots or, you know, if you get a layup right under the basket. But, yeah. You know, I, I think he's 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 just trying to find his way to, to find his niche. I, I think, like Steve, the, we talked about the adjustment Steve Kerr did to open up the floor. I think that helps him. Um, yep. So I think he's going to find ways to impact just like, just being aggressive and running down and getting assists for guys offensively and um, defensively. Um, obviously, he's always uh, you know. Well, actually, you know, game three he struggled a bit defensively as well. Like, J- Jalen Brown was going at him. None of those guys seemed affected by anything he was doing. Mm-hmm. But he had great defensive stands in Game Four, so mm-hmm. it's good to see him bounce back on that on that end. Um, you know, I expect him to still continue to have. I expect him to have a good Game Five, even maybe even offensively, maybe have some, uh, maybe have ten points. I mean, it, what, Draymond gets ten <laughs> points. It's like, oh man, they're like unbeatable. He hooping, but he hooping. <laughs> right. Man, look, I I personally love Draymond. Man, um, I personally personally I never expect anything from from him offensively as far as point totals go, but. When I look at the fact that he had eight assists with his nine rebounds in game four, I believe. Yeah, game four, four. steals too, right? Yeah, four steals. Um, man, look, I'm what I mean, I was gonna say, what more can you ask? I mean, I guess you could ask if the nigga would hit an open three, but um look, man, I'm 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 totally happy with it. Uh one stat that they never uh tag on like ESPN or NBA.com is is deflections. He had really big deflections in game in game four, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, which which both led to Warriors baskets and uh, his his offensive rebounding and his his just ability to 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 be in a spot and to guard a guy. Um, I, I think Jalen Brown took twenty one shots to have twenty points last night or or in game four. Uh, man, that's look that's I'll take that any day of the week. I, I I do totally understand why he got benched. And again, shout out to Steve Kerr for for having the balls to to bench your guy. Uh, in in the NBA Finals in Game Four with seven and a half minutes left, and it, it was. Did, did you hear Draymond's pot about it yet? Um, yeah, I guess he believed just you know he understood it and it, he didn't he didn't like it, but mm-hmm. you know, he he just kind of accepted that was a coach's decision and yeah he, he he you know he tried to just stay focused on the game and be ready if he yeah. was able to get back in and that's that's what it looked like so that's good for him. One of the funny things he said though was he sees he sees other teams not do this and lose all the time, especially in the playoffs. And my mind immediately went to Utah Jazz, Rudy Gobert. Like yeah. J- Draymond is firing shots, and I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, anyway, um, yeah. I personally, I don't care if Draymond scores two points or ten points. I, I'm not really looking for him to do that. <clears throat> I am looking for him to take those open shots if, if they're presented, but. His, do, do, do you think there's a chance that that's maybe how this have to go the rest of the series? Like Draymond's minutes may have to decrease a little bit, and it's either just one, either him or Looney on the floor at the time for the most part. On the, I mean, the time. Steve Kerr would be a fool to not do that again to some extent. Um, now, I, I, I mean, I still think the best lineup is Draymond, Wiggins, Poole, Clay, and Steph, especially if they're all gang rebounding, but. Looney has to be on the floor at some point too, man. Like he's 
He's too good yeah, at two I mean, like, it's, it's almost like sacrilege to be like, bro, just sub Draymond for Looney in that, line, yeah. that lineup. And it's like, it might be better to be honest in the series. It's kind of crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Uh, but look, look, we'll, we'll see. I mean, Steve Kerr is never going to give anything away. And actually, Robert Williams was a little banged up in game four. So, I, I mean, I mean, he, he's questionable every damn game. But who knows how effective he'll be in uh, game five in uh, Chase Center. So, we'll see. Uh, who do we have next here? Wiggins. Let's talk about Andrew Wiggins, man. He played a fantastic game four. Uh, give me your thoughts on what you've seen from the first four games of Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, I mean, it. it you know, it's it's it was funny because it felt like his jump shot just couldn't fall. Like every three he took was just like, oh, it could be a big big shot, but he just it couldn't drop. But you know, he's battling uh, defensively. Obviously, he's been doing a fantastic job defending Tatum and just using his length and his strength uh, and being a presence uh, team defensively and, and rotating and all of that uh, rebounding. He's been a, a monster rebounder in these playoffs. Uh, yep. And and was just like I talked about earlier, had just had key huge clutch offensive rebounds and putbacks. He looks he looks way taller than six eight out there. Like he looks huge, <laughs> like, way, like tall as hell out there now. Um, this is crazy. This is a guy who like with the Timberwolves, he he barely would do anything other than, than you know get shots up. He wouldn't rebound, wouldn't pass. He he, he for like <laughs> for his first five or six years in his career, he'd average like three rebounds or something like that. It was pathetic for someone who's tall and athletic, and you mm-hmm. know with this with this. With, with this body type, I mean, you should be out there just getting all the, the intangible stats, yep. all the hustle stats. Um, and it's just something about, I guess, this winning environment, this coaching, and these guys that believe in him. He's, he's out here doing all the dirty work, man. This is like, mm-hmm. he, this guy, he's going to make some money if, if the Warriors aren't able to keep him. They almost have to keep him. Like, I don't see mm-hmm. how they can't, but if, if he's willing, if he, you know, if it comes down to money reasons and he has to walk, like, He'd be a crucial pickup for any team like that. Like, can you believe Andrew Wiggins is just like now, like the guy, that, the type of guy every team is looking for? Mm-hmm. Um, man, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah, no, you go ahead. Yeah, yeah, man. Look, I, I have first of all, uh, Andrew Wiggins has kind of been like the unsung hero of this series to an extent. Kind of their second best player. Since, yeah, no, right? no, 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 not, not, not kind of. <laughs> he okay. has been. He has been yeah. their second best player throughout this entire, well, this entire NBA Finals. Like, uh. I mean, I know we talk about Clay, Jordan Poole, or Draymond, who, whoever else, bro. Like the 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 most important player aside from Steph Curry and the Warriors right now is Andrew Wiggins, and it, it's hilarious because like me, you and Courtney, obviously, you know, we we had the famous group chat, and like all of us were like, why is Andrew Wiggins not in the game? Like he needs to play every minute right now because <laughs> like, right. he's too valuable, bro. Like he's too valuable. Um, and and in game four in particular, he ended up paying like forty three minutes. Uh, 16 rebounds, 17 points, two big threes, uh, offensive rebounds. Bro, like, every time he does something athletic, I'm just like, holy shit, this dude is hella athletic. Like, this dude is, like, freaky athletic. Um, He'd be making it look easy out there. Make it look easy. Like, like the the, the Euro, I'm just going to lay it in. I'm just going to dunk on you. just going to out-jump you. Like, it's, it's, it's so easy to forget, like, how freakishly tall and athletic this dude is. Um, he's, he's, he's just been great for the Warriors, man. I'm, I'm really happy that he has a reason now to, to play well. Um, maybe he's that has something of, to he do. Kind of like almost like a, a souped up, like in between Harrison Barnes and Iguodala. Like he does a yeah. little bit of both when they were yep. back in, uh, in their, their earlier championship years. And I love that, that, that clip that's floating around on Twitter of, uh, Andre Iguodala getting up from the bench and yelling at Andrew Wiggins and being a vet and telling him, look, you're better than this. Like you got to be at these spots. Like, you know what to do. Um, I love it, man. I love it. I love it. Um, let's talk Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole, man. Give me your thoughts. 
Uh, he's able to get loose. Um, it's not like he's putting up big numbers, but like in his minutes, what it's still somewhere hovering around 20, 22 minutes a game. Yeah. Um, and but he he's he's finding ways to to be aggressive and get buckets mm-hmm, uh, at mm-hmm. least in game four. Now those his his minutes are crucial. So you know he's still you know a bit of a liability defensively, but they're able to find ways to make make him be useful. So he's doing his job and. Uh, this could be another guy that could just he could he could win you a game if he explodes. So yeah, it's, it's good that they're, they're they're not just turning away from him. They're still keeping him engaged and trying to give him minutes. And he's now he's producing. Yeah, man. Um, like I stated earlier, Jordan Poole has been crucial for them, especially in Game Four. Um, obviously we know what happened in Game Two at the you know at the end of the third quarter where he hit those big shots to kind of give them that separation to win that game, but. I thought that his contributions in game four in particular, especially in like the, the first half or like well, the end of the first quarter to the start of the second quarter and the end of the third to the start of the fourth, usually when Steph sits or he gets some kind of break, um, man, like he was just he was he was just hunting his shot. Um, he wasn't overly aggressive and trying to shoot threes. That's usually what he wants. Uh, but instead, he, he was finding that in between game, that mid range, mm-hmm. uh, running off pick and rolls and blowing by bigs when they were on him. I, I, I thought his shot selection was really, really good. And defensively, when they were trying to hunt him, I, I, I thought he held up well. Like, um, obviously, him and Steph are going to be targets because of their size and their lack of athleticism, maybe. But, man, both of those guys are really trying on a defensive end. And um, shout out to Jordan Poole, man. I kind of wrote him off at, at in the last pod, but that's, that was premature. And I, I apologize, Jordan Poole. I know you're listening. Um, so yeah, man, you're, you're back in this series. I'm expecting big things in game five, six and seven, or, you know, however many games it goes, but yeah. Uh, Looney, let's talk about Looney, man. He's been a big part of what the Dubs have been able to do. I think we kind of gushed about him a little bit, but give, give me your thoughts really quick. Yeah. Just, just to reiterate his, his, his big body, he's able to set like more effective screens. Um, those minutes when, when he played in the, and like that crutch time last nine minute stretch when. Draymond was benched uh, for Looney um, yep. and, and Poole. Like, Looney was holding it down. Um, you know, they had 11 boards, um, uh, four offensive boards. Yep. And it's not like he it's, – it's just so, – it's not like he's doing anything like – Special, crazy, right? Off, yeah, special <laughs> offensively. It's just like he's one of the few guys that I guess he can get up and dunk quickly and he knows how to, like, pump fake, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's just doing, like <laughs> – he's just doing mm-hmm. a real simple old man game that's, like, mm-hmm. sneaking in there and getting his buckets and being impactful. But yeah. it's just it's really the, the little the dirty work and, and the rebounding, the defense and setting screens that he's he's so good and so so crucial for this team. And he knows how to help get stuff open. Yeah, man, I, I, I totally echo your thoughts. Like Kevon Looney totally knows who he is and he knows his role in his team. So there's no ego like he doesn't mind being just a simple screen setter or he doesn't mind crashing the boards. He doesn't mind defending the paint, um, whatever it is he's willing to do. I think earlier in the playoffs, he had 20 some rebounds against the Mavericks. And they're they're going to need him crashing the boards, getting those offensive rebounds, uh, moving forward in this series. So he still um, he still like looks like an old man out there sometimes. Like, I don't know how he <laughs> he be, how he's still holding up so well, but props to him for sure. Yeah, let's move over to the Boston Celtics side, man. Let's talk about Jason Tatum. Um, I have been I'm not going to say disappointed because I mean he's still averaging what 23, 24 points a game. Um, but give me your thoughts on what you've seen from Jason Tatum in this series so far. It's it, he's he's got some horrible shot selection, man. It's just I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the, he's got incredible skills. I know a lot of these shots he takes, he, he can make. So I know you know 
in practice or when he's feeling 100 percent or whatever he or when there's not a lot of pressure he probably just feels like he makes these shots all the time but like mm-hmm. you know against the best defense in the world man you gotta make it easier for yourself and sometimes it's, it's, it's better to just have like actual plays and like find it in the flow of the offense instead of just trying to do all your one-on-one moves at one time to get to get open or just taking it from the three-point line like yeah. if that's not working so for in all these games stretch it's time to like change it up and maybe like work out the mid post or you know try to catch it on the move you know just, just try to do something different so I, I'm, I'm i'm expecting him in him in particular to try to make an adjustment to get going and try to get going early in game five mm-hmm. but in game four um and in this series he's he's really struggling to get easy shots other than like uh spot up threes you know when, when the defense breaks down yeah um it's 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 hard to say i disagree with you man i kind of wish i did so we could debate but to be completely honest um this series has kind of changed my mind a little bit about what Jason Tatum is capable of. Um, it, it's, it's kind of interesting how many threes he's taking versus the twos and the layups and um, how many threes he's making versus the twos and the layups. It seems like every time he shoots a three, I'm just like, wow, like this dude never misses. But if, if, if it's a, if it's a midi or if it's a layup, I'm like, okay, there's a chance, <laughs> which, which is right. hilarious. But you know, he, 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 he has like one move on a three point line, that little sidestep three, and that 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 crap goes in so often. I'm just like, okay, well, you know, it is what it is. And like you said, you know, of course, when, when the defense breaks down and he gets he gets an open or semi open three, like you can just count it. But when Andrew Wiggins is there, or Clay is there, who whoever's guarding with Draymond or Steph, um, and like he he tries to he tries to do some type of like Kobe, like I'm gonna back you down and shoot a fadeaway, like that that shit is not that shit is not it right now. Um, so. Yeah. I don't know if the Celtics can do anything to get him better shots. Because, uh, honestly, Jason Tatum was 6'10". Like, he should be making those. But he, he just isn't. I mean, it. I mean, I, I guess we, we can chalk it up to the shoulder. I don't know. He, he, he rubs on it every game to make sure that we still know that his shoulder's hurting. So, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know about Jason Tatum right now. But um, he definitely has to play better, which is saying something. Because, he's what, like I say, he's averaging 24 a game. Um well, he's shooting like 33, 34% though. From the yeah, field. He, he's shooting horribly. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Like a lot of shots. It's not like, yeah. So at least he's, you know, he's, the team still plays better. It's not like he's just completely sucking ass out there, but yep. he, he's got to be better though. Yeah, for sure. He, As the number one guy. Turnover prone. Yeah, exactly. As the number one guy, you know, unless Jalen Brown just really goes off or somebody else really goes off and, you know, his, his other games, the hell, the games they've won, it's not like Tatum really went off either. Um, he, he did enough in game three, but like in a lot of his other games, it was like his playmaking and his, you know, his other th- things he was doing that helped, help the team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he really hasn't really went off yet. So it's, it's, I, I don't really know why. Like, I don't, like I said, it's kind of just disappointing. I don't really know what to say. <laughs> and I, and I, you, I think either that last part or one of the pods frequently, I mean, or recently you talked about, uh, you know, some of the Celtics fans, you know, and, and some of your friends, mm-hmm. they talk about how, they, you know, they're annoyed with, him they they mm-hmm. think Jalen Brown is better and in this series I get it and maybe haven't watched the Celtics as closely throughout this year but yeah to me it's apparent that Tatum is better like more talented and has more potential but yep. maybe they like how Brown approaches the game better I, I don't know I can see that yeah that's exactly what it is I, I actually saw a tweet that that kind of summed it up for me maybe understand like I, I'm pretty sure the tweet says something along the lines of obviously Jason Tatum is better but Jalen Brown just has that dog in him, and I love it. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Uh, that I mean, okay, 
<laughs> whatever Celtics fans. But let's <laughs> let's let's talk about Jalen Brown, man. Um, somebody that's prone to get off the hot starts at some point, or you know, somebody that could score you know five to ten points straight, but kind of go cold to be completely honest. Um, and I haven't really been in love with his defense to be to be honest, especially on somebody like Clay. I feel like Clay has gotten a little too many wide open shots in, in Boston in particular. But what do you think about Jalen Brown and how he's played so far? Yeah, that's something I've been noticing. It, it feels like, like I said, because Clay's been struggling maybe to start the the games, and it seems like the Celtics just kind of start disrespecting him a little bit, leaving a little bit yeah. more open, you know, not, you know. So I think that's what it kind of starts to boil down to. And once Clay, if he starts to, if he gets season one or two go in, he's just feeling he's better and he can, he can get hot <laughs> quick. Yeah. yeah. Or at least get in a good, good rhythm quickly. Um, and you know, so that's, he, he's gotta be more locked in for sure. But I mean, offensively, um, he, he's very streaky too. Like he, he, he'll, he'll be hot for like a quarter or, or a half. And then yeah. I don't know if just cause the ball's not coming back to him or he's I, like, get, or they get fatigued or what, man. But like, he, mm-hmm. he, he doesn't always be consistently just going off throughout the game. So I think it's more of the fact that the Celtics aren't like going to him. Like I said, like, yeah. In the last five minutes of the game, it seemed like it's just Jason Tatum pick and roll, hunting matchups, and we're going to, you know, Tatum's our guy. We're going to let Tatum do it, and Jalen Brown's just going to be a spot-up three-shooter. Um, that's, I mean, at least from this series. Obviously, I don't watch every Boston Celtics game, so maybe some Celtics fan out there can tell me the difference. But in, in the NBA Finals, it looks like that's kind of what they've been going with. You know what's, what's kind of concerning about both of those guys, Tatum and Brown, for for their size and athleticism? They- they don't get to the free throw line a lot. They they miss a lot of layups, mm. uh, especially at least Tatum this series. I don't, again, this might, I don't know if it's the shoulder. I don't know what's going on with this guy, but mm-hmm. um, and, and Brown he's kind of shaky at the free throw line. So it's just like, uh, yeah. So that's that's kind of interesting for for these big athletic you know slashers, particularly Brown. Uh, he does get to the line a lot. And he 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 could he could go up there and miss two in once in one you know mm-hmm. one uh, trip. So very true. Very, very interesting true. thing I've noticed. Let's talk about Marcus Smart. Uh, Marcus Smart, defensive player of the year. I personally think that on the defensive side, he's been playing great. Um, he's doing all he can uh, with the coverage and the coaching decisions he's been given. Like you said, like he's trying to fight over that screen to get back to Steph, and he's switching off on who he's supposed to switch off to. And I think individually, he's playing great defense. I I I, I love Marcus Smart's rebounding ability, his playmaking ability. Um, obviously he struggled from the field in what game two, I believe it was really had two points, but ever since then, he's been pretty much what you want from Marcus smart in my opinion. Anyway, um, what do you think about what you've seen for him so far? Um, I mean, I I think he's doing all he can at the end of the day, Marcus smart, like he's a, he's kind of a role player, right? He's yeah. So he's kind of. I won't say the Celtics is Draymond, but he's he's because he he could do more offensively. But mm-hmm. uh, you know he, he's he's not really a guy that you want shooting twenty shots or close to twenty shots. <laughs> but that's kind of no. what happens a lot. Yeah. Uh, um, so when he's taking a lot of shots, it's either it can go either one or either, either either way. He's either having a great game or it's just he's taking too many shots from guys that should be ta- having shots. Like if he's the point guard, he he and unfortunately maybe he just doesn't have that court vision or that uh, you know knowing how to totally set up a game and get guys open shots and, and, and easy looks and how to, you know, how to control the tempo of the game. But that's kind of what I, you would hope for him, from him a little bit better. Cause he's been doing that a lot of this year. Like he, mm-hmm. him getting rid of Dennis Schroeder and making Marcus Spark the point guard, that one thing that helped turn their season around. So 
Um, you know, I, I, I think, again, they just have to rethink their offensive approach, I think. And mm-hmm. maybe maybe that's one way they could they could get back to is trying to figure out, you know, getting back to the playbook or some trying to something or simplifying it or something to a point to where, uh, you know, Marcus is looking to be a little bit more of a distributor. OK. Yeah, I like it. I but like yeah, that a lot. Defensively, defensively, I agree with you. So I just I just wanted to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, critique that offensively. So I want to move on to Al Horford. Um, Al Horford is somebody who in game one, his six threes, 26 points, 28, whatever it was. Um, but I kind of chalked it up to an anomaly. Uh, game two, he didn't do anything. Game three, uh, I think he had eight points. And then last night, he had eight or 10 points. So, I mean, he's been relatively pedestrian, like relatively, this is kind of a normal Al Horford. I know you kind of chalk it up to old age, or maybe he's tired, or whatever the case may be. But, um, I'm not really expecting much from him, and I wouldn't be surprised if him or Robert Williams kind of uh, get benched just to kind of help with this small ball thing the Warriors are doing. But what have you seen from Al Horford, man? I know, I know we talked about him a little bit earlier, though. Yeah, in, in a way, I think the Warriors have adjusted to him and, and kind of taken him out of the series, at least to this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe they figure some other way out to get him some uh, get him loose, but. That's just what it's boiled down to. They, they they stuck to him. Don't leave him open anymore. Only thing he shoots now is just spot up threes in the corner, uh, you know, with little space. Guys run out to him. They're respecting him now. Uh, now. It was yeah. the game one. It was just practice threes wide open. Nobody. Even, <laughs> Draymond was just looking at him, just like, oh, you ain't gonna keep making that. And he just kept making it. It was like yeah. you gotta at least you gotta at least run out to him a little bit. You know, make him run. You know, uh, think about it. Right. So, um, you know, like I said, he, he's 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 old. You know. Whatever they get out of him is kind of great. He's just kind of holding it down the spots, uh, try, you know, trying to be a, a presence defensively, which mm-hmm. he still is. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of is what it is with him. Uh, yeah. since, since, especially since the Warriors are, are trying to get the trying to get the Celtics smaller. Um, uh, I mean, Robert Williams is the better big, but he can only play so much. Yep. And Warford can actually he can shoot a little bit, so. You know, I, I think it'd be interesting to see if the Celtics actually just go in and make an adjustment and realize they have to consolidate and go one big too. Mm-hmm. Which I, I, I honestly think that they'll do in Game Five. Um, as we move on to Robert Williams, man, I'm pretty sure he's impressed both of us with his athletic ability, his yeah. ability to change shots and block shots, um, his ability to rebound, um, being a lob threat and all that. Man, G- give me your thoughts on Robert Williams real quick. Time Lord, as they call him. Yeah, the, the guy. <laughs> he's he's a factor, man. He's He's still a young guy too, uh, playing on one leg. It's, he's impressive. He, yeah. Feel like he feel like when he's out there, he could be like ten feet away and he's blocking layups still. It's like, what the hell, man? How do you how do you get a shot over this guy? See, like only Steph can make some floaters every once in a while. Everybody else in the Warriors mm-hmm. is just like terrified of Robert Williams. So, yeah, but yeah, he's he's made an impact for sure. I think it's just one of those things that can he hold up, right? You know, so, but yeah, I'm impressed for sure. Yeah, and then last player I want to discuss is Derek White. I personally think that if if the Celtics start Derek White and they you know they move Robert uh, Robert Williams or Al Horford to the bench, you know whichever one, it'll probably be Rob Williams uh, honestly, uh, just because they want that shooting ability of Horford. But um, I don't know, man. The Celtics score more points when Derek White's on the on the court. Um, it relieves Marcus Smart, so he doesn't have to guard Steph and. Uh, I don't know. It, it seems like their best lineups are when Derek White is, is on the court. This this dude does not miss a spot up three. Like it feels like I, he makes everything. Yeah, but when yeah. I look at the stats, he's shooting like he's, he's not shooting great from three in the series. Uh, but it feels like he makes everything. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I have like this running joke with Nick. Like uh, I was talking to him and I was like, bro, like this dude does not miss a spot of three. But like as soon as he puts it on the ground, I'm like, oh, OK, he's going to miss it. Like he misses <laughs> it every time. Like it's, it's hilarious. Like I, I want you to watch in game five. Like if it's a spot of three, it's cash. But as soon as he puts it on the floor, it's either going to be a turnover or a missed shot or whatever the case may be. So why, yeah. why do you think he was not minus 19 in that game? 36 minutes of game four. Uh, I'm not sure. Honestly, maybe he was getting scored on a lot. Uh, maybe he was turning the ball over, um, fouling. I, I, I don't I don't know what it was because from the outside, I mean, just watching the game, it didn't look like he in particular played horrible. But, you know, somebody with six turnovers like Tatum was only was a plus one. So I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know either. But clearly he's their, he's their sixth player kind of like, you know, uh, you know, between all – the starters and him, the, the, the only guys that really play. I mean, Grant Williams, he's mm-hmm. he hasn't been non factor at all. Yeah, yeah. Pritchard is just you know spot minutes just to play point guard when Smart's not playing or you know something like that, pretty much. So, yep. Um, they're running out there with six guys, and that's that's going that's going to wear them down, man. I think. Yeah, I mean so. that look that that could very well be the difference in the series. I mean the the Warriors are playing seven guys really, but they're they're, they're playing eight or nine with Gary Payton and Bielitsa. And just a shout out to those guys really quick. Obviously, those guys are never going to score a bunch of points, but both of them had really big steals, really big rebounds. And uh, I think even Gary Payton had like a, a putback dunk. Um, those those guys are playing really valuable minutes in there, you know, nine or ten minutes a game. So did you expect the Warriors? Did, did you expect the Warriors to use Kaminga or Moody? Or are you, are no. you a little surprised that they didn't try Kaminga and his athleticism out there just to change nah. it? Up? That's kind of what a lot of analysts and pundits were asking for. Not not in the NBA Finals, man. It's 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 tough to put that kind of pressure on those guys and say, look, we need you to go guard Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in the NBA Finals. Like that's that's not fair. They're, they're go, go rebound. Yeah. yeah, like come on, bro. Like I mean, I I expected Steve Kerr to throw out Andre Iguodala before them, which he did in Game One. Um, but after he realized that Andre just didn't have it anymore, he you know put in Gary Payton a second, who's who's been playing great in my opinion. Um, and he, he's, he's giving B at least some run who, who's a veteran and who can still shoot the ball and space the floor. So you know, I he, like I don't Steve Kerr's decisions. B at is interesting. I don't think he's like made a shot, but he seems to just kind of hold his own out there and get yeah, a steal man. or do something. <laughs> <laughs> he's out there. He's trying. He's, <laughs> he's out there trying, man. So look, we, we, we've kind of ran through everything for the past four games. Game five is going to be Monday as uh, all the current AirPod fans are hearing this. So. Give me your pick, man. How do you how do you feel this game is going? It's going in Chase Center, 9 p.m. Eastern on ABC. Who wins Game Five of the NBA Finals? And in your opinion, whoever wins this game wins the series, right? I yes, I totally believe whoever wins this game wins the series. Um, I I kind of I kind of I'm feeling good about the Warriors' momentum in this one at home, and I, I feel, them feeling the urgency of the moment. Mm-hmm. A couple of guys are still bubbling to have a good game, like 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 a like a clay explosion or, or a Draymond or hell Steph Jordan Poole. playing them like this. Yeah, Jordan Poole. Like so, it feels like the Warriors have a lot more momentum in it, like life now, especially since they had the last two games at home in the series. Um, but you know, the Celtics, you know, when their back is against the wall, they they play the best for some reason. They, they they're like the the procrastinators that just gotta you know wait until it's it's it's, it's time to you know time to go. Uh, they got to wait until like, I don't know, I'm trying to come up with some bad analogies, but you know, <laughs> but yeah, they, they just, they, they don't turn up until their back is against the wall. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm surely they understand urgency here. I mean, 
I'm just I, I can't expect Tatum to just continue to struggle this bad in this finals. I mean, it's, right. I know I know it's a lot of pressure, it's a lot going on, uh, but it's basketball, and you know he's he's got to just simplify things. I think so. Again, I just expect a great game. I don't know who is really coming out of it. Again, I'm leading the Warriors, but it can go either way. I, I, would I be mm-hmm. surprised if the Celtics won? Not really. Would I say it's over and the Warriors are probably going to lose the series? Not really, because there's game six play in Boston. So it's just, who knows what can happen. <laughs> yeah, man. Look, all I want is a really good game and the Celtics to lose. So um, <laughs> I... Okay. No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, look, I I want the Celtics to lose. Um, I am a closet Warriors fan apparently at this point because I I have I have not been this invested in the NBA Finals since 2020 when it was the Lakers. (laughs) Um, So long ago. I know, right? (laughs) Like it's it's so crazy. Like I am like actively rooting for the Warriors, and I don't know if it's because I hate the Celtics or it's because uh, I'm a closet Warriors fan. So we'll see. We'll see, man. Uh, I think. I think uh, if if the Celtics start small and they start trapping Steph and they get the ball out of his hands, it'll be interesting to see who steps up for the Warriors because, you know, it's it is hard to say that just because they trap Steph and get the ball out of his hands and he doesn't drop 30 doesn't mean that Clay, Steph or Draymond, whoever else won't have a big game and keep them in the game. So I think I think that this is going to be the closest game yet and it's going to come down to the wire and um, the Warriors are going to fail at home. How much would it shock you if they do trap Steph, keep the ball out of his hands, and now now Steph is out of rhythm and he has like a stinker, like a twelve point game or something? Um, it he can't do that at, at at this stage in NBA Finals. He can't. He he really can't. But if that were to happen, that'd be very disappointing. I mean, I wouldn't think that the series is over like you, because like I mean, the Warriors have proven that they can win on the road. And um, but look. Some, somebody's got to win two in a row in these damn series to win, okay? Everybody can't be just undefeated, 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 or the Celtics are going to win. So I need the Warriors to win two in a row. They can win game five, and then game six, Clay in Boston, close it out in Boston. Uh, so, so, so my prediction can be correct, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, man. It's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting. I cannot wait for game five on Monday, man. Me either, man. I can't. I'm talking about thinking about what meal I'm gonna have. Make make a whole night of it. <laughs> That's facts. But look, man, I appreciate you being on the pod, man. I hope everybody enjoyed this episode, and uh, we'll catch you next time, guys. All right, man. Can't wait for the next one. Yes, sir.